Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog. Welcome back to the tiny room, the digital tiny room, of course, as we are, Benjamin, still pioneers in the field of distance podcasting. Ben, we've been doing it for years. We have. This we have. fucking coronavirus is bringing a lot of amateurs out of the woodwork, but we've been at this for a long time. <laughs> Getting pretty sick of new podcasts popping up, Michael. Everyone has a podcast now, Ben. Every <laughs> son of a bitch, Brad Pitt, presumably, has a podcast. I mean, I hope so. I hope so. I'd listen. I'd listen to him. I'd listen to him telling stories about the film Fury. That'd be good. I'd say he'd be pretty good at telling stories about the film Fury. It's about tanks, Ben. Do you, do you know what would be good, Michael? If you had Matthew McConaughey and Brad Pitt do a podcast, it would simultaneously be the most relaxing yet masculine hour of podcast content you could possibly stumble across. I would call it relaxed emasculation. Yeah, it has an oddly sexual sound to it, Michael, for some reason. Yeah, yeah, but that's anyway. what I'd call it. Yeah. yeah. Benjamin, shall we do a podcast this week, do you think? Uh, well, I mean, we're here now, Michael. We may as well. We may as well, Ben. Ben, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Mick. I've made you a poem. Would you like to hear it? <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. Very good. It was a theme music. Benjamin, <laughs> yeah. we've established a new sec- segment on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're calling it Benjamin. Mar- Michael and Benjamin's Shomer Bjugg's weekly, what's it called? Weekly Witch Hunt. Weekly Witch Hunt. <laughs> it's the Weekly Witch Hunt, Ben. <laughs> Who are we targeting this week on the Weekly Witch Hunt? Well, it's not so much that we did it, Michael. I think the Weekly Witch Hunt, to be make, to be made very, very clear, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, the Weekly Witch Hunt is what we've observed from other people going on a witch hunt. It's not necessarily our witch hunt, but sure, hey, look, we might get involved. Yeah. In the action uh, this week, Michael, there's been a, there's been dose amounts of witch hunting. Yeah. Uh, now, Benjamin, before we go on, people often use witch hunt in a negative context. Yes. Because you know there weren't witches. Okay. So maybe witch hunt. We could be accused, perhaps, of having a political bias in calling this the weekly witch hunt, because a witch hunt using the term witch hunt kind of implies that the the people who are hunted are innocent. Oh, okay. So, what would you like to call it, Michael? Would you like well, to call my, it? Well, my 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 uh, my my contention, Ben, on the issue is that since this podcast deals with many fantasy and science fiction tropes, most of the time when there are fantasy and science fiction tropes, there are actually witches. Okay, and and the witch hunters are right. So it's the weekly actual witch hunt, then. No. So what I'm saying is, Benjamin. Uh, You'll, we're, we're like Schrodinger's cat of um, political biases in our title. Okay. If uh, if you take it that we're using a real world witch hunt, then we think the people are innocent. But if it's like a Hansel and Gretel witch hunters witch hunt, then the perpetrators are guilty. And we're keeping the village safe as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. how would you know? How would you know which one we mean? <laughs> well, you'll have Americans. to tune in to find out each week, Michael. That's the whole point. Ben, the only people who would care are 14-year-old American girls anyway. And well, they don't listen to this podcast. I look forward to having them in the comment section, Michael. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our weekly witch hunt, where, what do we mean? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Who knows? So, look, Michael, I'll be honest. I, I think yes. that we should design some kind of public service announcement for celebrities. Right. Yeah. I think it should go something like this. Okay. Look. Yeah. Just because you have a platform. Right doesn't mean you have to open your mouth. Right, right. And then what we do is we get them to write that out about a hundred times. 
yeah. just because you have a platform right. doesn't mean you yeah. have to open your mouth. Right. But Benjamin, what about the people who are using that platform to highlight injustices? <laughs> no, just keep your mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. Just keep, keep your, your mouth, mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut, victims of Harvey Weinstein. Just keep it shut. You know what that, Ben? You're, you sound a lot like the people who were against the Me Too movement. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, old hypocrite. You've, you've done a very good job of highlighting the flaw in my argument, Michael. Well played. Yes, um, yes, well Benjamin. played. So who are weekly watch hunting this week? Are we starting with Gina or are we starting with Joss? <laughs> let's start with Joss. Let's okay, let's start, start with Joss. Joss. Um, so this week, uh, the actor who played Cordelia on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, whose name escapes me, Charisma... Charisma Car- Carpenter. Carpenter. There we go. Okay, yes. fair enough. Um... Charisma Carpenter put up a, a rather long post on the Instagram. Yes. Is that your biggest issue with it? Um, no. <laughs> like, keep no. it pithy, Charisma. Keep it Make pithy. Make it snappy. Make it snappy. Yeah. Um, no, she put up a, a a very detailed post on her time filming for both Angel and Buffy. And mm-hmm. within that, basically, yeah. she was like... Uh, look, he's kind of a dick, and he yeah. made my life hell for however many seasons. Yeah, and yeah, it, it has. I guess it's reinvigorated the Whedon targeting. Like, yeah, yeah, the the Whedon the Whedon Whitley Witch Hunt. Because she she finished she finished her post with I stand with Ray Fisher, and famously uh, during the reshoots for Justice League, Michael Ray Fisher said he had a very difficult time with yes Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. I I mean Ben, you can summarize the whole thing with. A simple, it seems that Joss Whedon might be a bit of a prick. Uh, yeah, I would say absolute prick, Michael. Um, well, you would say that potentially, but um, a lot of people aren't coming out against him to say that it, there's no impro- there's no accusation of impropriety. He hasn't, mm. he's, he's not Harvey Weinstein. No. He's not threatening to end people's careers if they don't blow him. He's not threatening violence against people he's just an unpleasant prick to work with Ben and every single one of us in every single department of our lives has at one time or another met someone in a work or social environment that they fucking hate working with (laughs) yeah like it's it seems and I mean I'm not defending Joss Whedon because based on a series of tweets what's what what do we know what do we really know but it is interesting to point out that he even even based entirely, even taking one side of the story that we've heard entirely as truth, the worst he's done is been a prick. Okay. And he seems to be a prick to women, to men, to white people, to people of colour. He's, he's just a, like, bit of a prick. Yeah, he seems to be a prick to big name actors, to minor actors. He just seems like he's a bit of a prick. I mean, it, it wouldn't shock me, Michael. It wouldn't shock me either, Ben. And essentially <laughs> what he is, is a boss who creates a toxic work environment. I mean, we all know one. We all know, we all know a few, Ben. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael, that's a, that's an interesting take. Um, the, the internet probably, you know, probably hasn't taken it with the grain of salt that you have. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And well, I'm not taking it with a grain of salt. I fully believe everything Charisma Carpenter has said. Um, I just think that it's not any accusation of doing anything illegal or... No, no. Um, no I'm sorry. I, di- I didn't mean to say the... Sorry. I didn't mean to say the 
the grain of salt was that you didn't believe Charisma Carpenter. I meant to say that it's not, as in it's not Weinstein. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not Weinstein. They're it's not, not comparable. System, yeah, it's not systematic sexual abuse. Even the story about um, Michelle Trachtenberg has said that they had a rule on set that Joss Whedon wasn't allowed to be alone in a room with Michelle Trachtenberg when she was 15. Okay. And on initial reading, that sounds quite dodgy. Yes, but we have those rules in any environment where children are present. That's true, Ben. You <laughs> wouldn't be allowed to be alone in a room with a 15-year-old girl. Absolutely not. Well, nor would I. Yeah. In a in a professional situation. In any professional situation, that would be a yeah. no-no. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it's he, it seems like he's a real prick. Yeah, I mean, don't have a beer with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look, it, it's it's come out now. I'm I'm not sure what spurred it, Michael. Like I couldn't find uh a reason that she decided to disclose this now. I think she just really had been sitting with it for a while, maybe, and and decided Well, Benjamin, funnily enough, uh this was not a revelation to me because I've been kind of keeping my ear to the ground over the years about I'm a big Buffy and, and Angel fan. No, you Michael. I know, I know. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. I've also read the entire series, Ben, Invincible. It's a comic book series from Image. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. I can't believe after four years of this podcast, Michael, I still find out new things about you every episode. It's incredible, isn't it? But Benjamin, I knew this. I knew all of this. (laughs) I knew he was a prick. Okay. No, no. I mean, this story about the bullying of Charisma Carpenter for getting pregnant and wanting to raise a family and then her getting written out of the show and getting horrible character arcs. Uh, that that was all out there. That information has been out there for years. Okay. Uh, now some of the very specific details, like the having a having a a go at her for getting a tattoo, that I don't think that was public knowledge. But having said that, when a lead actor gets a tattoo without speaking to a producer, I think the producer would probably be annoyed. It's a bit tricky for continuity. <laughs> yeah. If it's yeah, in yeah. a revealed place. Yeah. Anyway, look, let's move on to the other one, which has kind of overshadowed that announcement. Yeah, so I guess where my, my little PSA uh, joke, if you will, came from was was more to do with the second story as opposed to the first one, Michael. Uh, Gina Carano has been let go by Disney and by her talent agency. Mm. Uh, she's She's been dropped by both. Um, and initially, Michael, I, I thought this was the very long um, fallout from her original set of tweets about anti-masking and, you know, freedom of movement and and things like this. And I thought it had been a very long, uh, played out response to those initial tweets that caused some controversy way, way back in the summer at the height of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, But no, it's it's not. This is in relation to some new tweets um, that she released, whereupon she compared anti-maskers and arguably conspiracy theorists, to Jews in the Holocaust. She said that their treatment was similar. Um, I don't think that's what she said. It, it absolutely is. I'll get it for you now. <laughs> yeah, all right. Do you want to read it? Okay. Um, this is going to have to be edited out because I have to type all this in. No, no, no. This is vital. This is vital, interesting podcast banter. Where? This is the type of podcast banter that people turn it, tune into. People this is... disagreeing about what a celebrity meant on their tweet. And dun, 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 dun. Where's the new one? Yeah. Oh, you've lost it, Ben. Oh, no, no, here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You're going to read it. You're going to read it. You're going to read a controversial tweet for us. 
here it is. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Oh, right. this is taking ages. So much loading. Oh, yeah. So much loading, Ben. Uh, I mean, before you even read it, I just think the celebrities should just get off Twitter. I That's what I mean. <laughs> just, just, just get off the platform. Just get off Twitter. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, in early November, I have a little timeline of tweets here, Michael. No, I don't want that, Ben. We're oh. only talking about the latest one. Okay, in that case, um, she shared on her story. Yeah. Um, J- uh, here we go. Jews yeah. were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their ne- neighbours, even by their children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realise that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbours hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Yes. and then the So she's not saying uh, anti-maskers are being treated like Jews. Mm-hmm. She's saying it's an example of how uh, a society can turn on itself. Yes, fair enough. No, I, I mean, I don't agree with her. No. Uh, I, think, I, think the, I think the mistake she has made is... Like, don't compare a political disagreement to the Holocaust. Yeah, well, that's that's Internet 101 a lot of the time in troll well, forums, yeah, well, I suppose. I mean, it's funnily enough that you say that, Ben. What, what I think a lot of Americans need is Internet 101. They really should yeah. be learning this shit in school because they their entire culture is kind of revolving around fighting with each other on the Internet these days. And it's a bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I haven't haven't read about it a little bit, Michael. You know, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I mean, Disney is obviously never going to associate themselves with a very strong, um, right wing kind of comment or anything like that. It's it's just not in the brand image for them. Um, um right. Go on. But all. isn't she saying? Isn't she saying that the Nazis were the baddies? Oh, she's absolutely saying that the Nazis were the baddies, but. Um, I I think it's just the the political. It, it's kind of the second strike strategy as well. I think, right? Um, because of her original kind of anti-mask stuff during the summer, and I think Disney worked through that by being like, "Hey, um, can you not?" Yeah, <laughs> we have a show of, that we wanted you to be in. You fucking lunatic! You, you literally have your own show. Get okay? off of Twitter. <laughs> get off Twitter. Just get off Twitter. Because just get off Twitter. And they're but like, it's the not that you hand can't hand. hold these views. Just just yeah. don't go blasting them around town. Yeah, <laughs> just get off Twitter. Uh, having said that, it does appear that she's not allowed to hold that views because she's now cancelled. Yes, she's been severely yeah, um, yeah. cancelled. Um, I, th- I mean, Ben, it's, it's very interesting for us as outsiders to this whole situation. It's um, American culture war part four, basically. Yeah. And, and it's it's really... It's amping up now. It's kind of ridiculous. America, look, Ben, I've been watching a lot of the show Letter Kenny. (laughs) And that's about Canadians, Ben. And they don't care about this kind of shit. That doesn't bother them in the slightest. And as they would say in that, they would just say, hey, America, figure it out. Yeah. So I think it's just time for America to figure it out. Uh, It just seems to happen all the time at the minute, Michael. I think it's a a very sweeping end to her career. Um, Hmm. Like, just one broad thing. And I have to admit, having read the tweet now, I think it's a bit harsh. I I don't know if we need to end her entire career, do we? Yeah, I mean... Like, drop by the agency and the... Well, I mean, she's clear... 
I think, Ben, here's my, do you want my hot take on it, Ben? Go on, give me here's your, give me your spicy hot take. She's a fucking dumbass. Yeah, no, I she guess, is, yeah. She is an enormous dumbass yeah. because A, she's anti-mask, probably anti-vac, um, yeah. and she believes that um, the shutting down of right ideology in the US is uh, comparable to the beginning of how the Holocaust was able to be perpetrated. But um, her opponents on the other side use the same imagery all the time. Yeah. And they refer and they refer to people on the right, not the far right, but the right, as also Nazis. So I mean it's an American thing. It's it's both sides of it using the same argument against each other and then arguing about who gets to use the argument. Yeah. It's I, I... it's uh, like figure it out, America, figure it out. But I mean, personally, she's a dumbass. She has made an a really over the top fucking Holocaust comparison. Yeah. To people disagreeing with her stupid opinions. But does that mean that she deserves to have her entire career and livelihood ruined? I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah. I mean, there's also the argument that, you know, if you're in that position, you can lose your job at any point for for certain behavior. So I I don't know. Funnily enough, Ben, have you seen the news on the reboot of Sex and the City? Sex and the City is getting a not reboot, sorry, a continuation. Is it with the, uh, is it full male cast this time? No, no, it's a continuation, not a okay. reboot. Sorry, okay. I it's conti- oh, and it's a continuation. Okay, it's a continuation. So it's a series. Carrie's coming back. All of them are coming back except um, Kim Cattrall. Why is that now? Um, Kim Cattrall has been portrayed as kind of being a bit of a bitch because she doesn't want to come back. But Kim Cattrall has lashed out against her mistreatment by Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, good. Yeah, but Sarah Jessica Parker hasn't been cancelled yet. Funnily enough. No, because she's Carrie from Sex and the City. Yeah. So will she be cancelled in 10 years? Maybe. Maybe in 10 years, Kim Cattrall's going to reveal all the things that went on. And mm. and then we'll get Sarah Jessica Parker cancelled too. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I I would argue that uh, Kim Cattrall is probably making the right decision in not coming back mm. to a show that's really slightly past its prime at this point. I don't know if it, it would land in the same tone. Isn't uh, isn't Sarah Jessica Parker married to noted murderer Matthew Broderick? Yeah, she is married to noted murderer Matthew Broderick. <laughs> um, and has been essential in his cover-up of the noted murder. Um, the, the murder he did in Northern and, Ireland. In trying to scrub his career um, yeah, clean yeah. Of, of... Yeah, so noted murderer Matthew Broderick turns out... <laughs> manslaughterist? Um, uh, no, no. Uh, it turns out noted manslaughterist Matthew yeah. Broderick's wife might not be the best. Yeah, might not be a great egg. Anyway, Benjamin, let's move on to warmer climbs. Um, ladies and gentlemen, do send in your weekly witch hunts to us from now on because that was quite a fun segment where both of us that got was to, you know, twenty minutes ben. work through some stuff. <laughs> dealing with dumbasses, America, figure it out. America, figure it out. That's the end of that week's section on that. Um, from from one bit of Mandalorian news, Michael, well, one bit of new Star Wars verse news to another bit of more positive news, Mr. Pedro Pascal has been cast in The Last of Us uh, television series as Joel. Yes, I've never played it. I don't know if that's good casting or not, but it's, good on him. He's in everything now. It's very solid casting, Michael. Oh, good. Um, okay. Very solid casting. Um, having played the game just a little bit, um, he does match the character rather well. How does he? How does he have time? I don't. That's the. That's my question, right? The What's man. He up to? The man fucking works. 
He doesn't have time to be sending any inflammatory tweets. Because, so he started out, I, I suppose Pedro Pascal's big break was Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. And then, Game of Thrones. And then he got himself onto Narcos. Oh, is that the progression? Yeah, so Narcos was the next step. Right. And then, he was in, in a couple now. of movies there, here and there. Then he got The Mandalorian. Yeah. Then he got Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Okay. Now, he's got The Last of Us, which is another big series. Yeah, so it's actually illegal to make a show without Petro Pascal now. Ah, that explains it. Yeah, that yeah, explains yeah. a lot. Um, he's a real Petro Pascaliwag. Um, <laughs> you had to get it in there. Good man. Um, that was very good. So, Thank you. Uh, in that regard, like he, he does seem to be never, but he works nonstop. He's also a Fendi model, Michael. He works with Fendi, the big fashion brand. Where does he get the time, Michael? He must uh he must be able to handle a lot of pressure. Um yeah, but you know what? He also comes out golden, Michael. The press loves mm. him. So there was a, a story just published in Oh, I'm not sure it was. Um Hang on, let me find that for you. I think it was GQ, but it could yeah, be wrong, yeah. it could be Vogue. Um yeah. and it's about his sister, Lux Pascal, um, right. who is transgender. Oh. And in this particular article, she sings her brother's praises because without his um, money, he couldn't have, or without him supporting her surgeries, um, she couldn't have transitioned the way that she Hmm. wanted to. So, of course, um, the internet has gone, oh my God, what a saint. Um, What a good egg. He's Wait a good egg. He's he a real, just, until it turns out he's a real prick. Until it turns out that he married Matthew Broderick to help him yeah. <laughs> to cover up um, the noted manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin. He's just uh, he must uh, he must handle stress very well. He must um, you know keep it all inside. He must have no problem with pressure. It's, it's, what's this in reference? I don't understand what's happening. It's a little joke for you there. You try and figure it out, and we'll come back to it. Oh, is yeah. that a unit of measurement, Pascal? There you go. There you go. You've got it. You've got a unit of measurement, Pascal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you see good. what I've, I've been doing. It was a little science joke. Are, are Pascal's units of pressure? Is that what they are? They are, Ben. Oh, yeah, that's good. it. Yeah, yeah. You very see what good. I've done? I'm glad yeah, I got it, it Michael. A, I would have felt like was, a real dumbass if I didn't get it. It was a bit laborious, but we got there in the end. I'm sorry, Michael. I should yeah, have gotten look, it. I'm not a scientist, you see. Um, no, no, no. And I don't podcaster. often measure. I measure um, pressure in crying sessions and empty bottles of whiskey. And um, isobars. I don't actually measure them in Pascals. But I yeah, will yeah. from now on. Yeah, kilopascals. Benjamin. <laughs> Go on. Did you see the picture of the Joker, the Joker, the new Joker? What's that? It's awful. He's new. He's had his tattoos removed or painted over. He's got long hair now. Uh, he looked so silly, Michael. Um, he looked like a, a Marilyn Manson cosplayer. It was oh, he's cancelled too. No, oh, he's ca- oh, he's well cancelled. Oh, yeah, get rid of him. That wasn't good. Oh, witch hunt just keeps going. <laughs> weekly witch hunt keep coming, keep cancelling. I think we can just make our own podcast on this, Michael. <laughs> Michael and Benjamin's weekly witch hunt. Yeah. Michael and Benjamin get confused about tweets. Benjamin, yeah, look, I, I don't care for it to be honest. Uh, I look, I don't care for Jared Leto's Joker in any form. Um, Michael, I, I don't think he did. I don't care for Jared Leto. Oh, cancel I, him. I think he just... Look, anytime someone goes on about method acting, that's fine. If you're sending used condoms and dead mice to your co-stars, get fucked. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Ben. I don't know. That might be apocryphal. We'll find that'll come out in 10 years how much he should be cancelled. I'd, I'd say there's probably a bit of cancelling waiting for him in the future, Michael. I, I hazard a guess. I the official guess. trailer, Ben. The official trailer for the Schneider Cut is due to drop any minute now while we're recording this. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It might be. It, it's probably airing now. We might have to record an extra segment at the end. Okay, fair enough. All right, um, all right let's move on then. Good let's make to know. Space. So, moving on from there, Michael. Nobody being cancelled, Michael. Bloody the best television show on television. Yeah. One division. Yes, Benjamin. Well, let's call this new segment the audacity. The audacity. Michael. The sheer audacity of this program. The chutzpah. The chutzpah. Ben, let me just jump straight into it, right? One division. Pietro is there. He's he's Quicksilver. And he's like, what happened to your face? What happened to your accent? I know I was dead. And now I'm a different person. Bullshit. Fucking the audacity, Ben, of this program. Yeah, he's fully self-aware within the world of WandaVision. Yeah. He's Where'd just you like, make those kids come from? He's so meta as well. That's yeah. what I mean. He references the show chain. He's like, how'd you do that? Where were you hiding? Yeah. Where were they? Huh? Huh? Did you notice, Ben, that this episode was the least sitcom-y episode? Yeah, there are a lot more breaks in reality. Almost consistent breaks from reality. Well, now you have the wonderful tension between Wanda and Vision. And Vision is playing along because he knows if he doesn't... Yeah. Um, it's going to, you know, it's going to change and he might get mind wiped a little bit or, or something like that. Like the very telling scene done with 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 a subtle sophistication, Michael, where she says, I can't believe you wore this. And he goes, well, there are no other clothes in my wardrobe. Yeah, um, it's like, you don't you don't wear clothes from the wardrobe vision, you dumbass. You you magic your clothes. Um, yeah. And it, oh, hmm. Mm, very interesting, Michael. Very interesting. Yeah. Num, the num, audacity, num, num. Ben. The audacity. But what I wanted to talk about this week was the fact that the audacity of it, everything on this show, Ben, if you remember, Ben, years ago when this was first announced, we said, wouldn't it be funny if it was just a sitcom? Like if they just did it as a sitcom, 20 minute sitcom episodes. And then guess what, Ben? Boy, oh boy. (laughs) They did that. Then we found out Evan Peters was casting it and we said, wouldn't it be funny if he was Quicksilver? But, you know, they would never do that. That would be too audacious. And then guess what, Ben? They did. They did exactly that. Then a few weeks ago, Ben, we were talking about which decades we were, were represented. And we said, what about the kind of early 2000s? What What will that be? And we kind of had a conversation about how the the popular shows were the likes of Seinfeld and Friends, and but they don't fit then because they're not family sitcoms. They're not, and the only really family sitcom from that period was Malcolm in the Middle. Now, Michael, this is where the audacity for me, yes, just went off the charts. Go on, because I didn't expect it, and yet this from the opening scene where the young fella talks to the camera, I went, "Oh my fucking god, it's Malcolm in the Middle." They've just done Malcolm in the Middle, Ben. The audacity. And the the perfect sense of it at the same time, Michael. The, like, it fits so well with the rest of the show's progression. Like, the yeah. twins are so, sh- slowly becoming self-aware. Um, yeah. Pietro is the schlubby uncle. In this case, he's the Francis. He's Francis. He's Francis, the schlubby he's brother. Francis. Yeah, and, and bloody Evan Peters even looks like that guy who turned out to be no use. Bananas, Michael. Like, it, it fits. The, the writing, the, mm, the, the thought, ben, Michael, the detail. The thought and the detail. But the other thing is people are people are losing their mind over how what Darcy is saying and what Jimmy Wu are saying is what we're saying. So yeah. it's like, oh my God, she recast Pietro and oh, look. And ben, 
They wrote this two years ago. No. We've been brainwashed, Ben. They've brainwashed us. Because, you know, they're not responding to what the fan... Th- they wrote this years ago, Ben. Oh, that's amazing, Michael. They're, they're not watching the fan theories on Reddit. And every fan fucking theory that has come up on this, these writers predicted that and steered the show in that direction and had the characters in the show... When they were writing it years ago, say the exact same shit that two idiots on a podcast are saying. (laughs) How did they know we'd say this? It's the most... They should have just called it Marvel Fan Service The Show. Uh, It's amazing. I think, you know, there was... We had a little... um, The audacity! The audacity. We had a little chat, Michael, because obviously, spoilers for WandaVision, if you haven't seen it, very quickly, episode six... um, she expands the field, Michael, at the end to mm, save Vision. Mm, mm. Um, and well, maybe not to save him then. Well, to to keep Vision contained, yeah, perhaps to recapture. With, yeah, maybe to recapture Vision. Um, and Sword, Sword, yeah, um, becomes no more. All we've got well, is that become a- dickhead director. Um, who's up to no good, Michael? We found out from he's Darcy. No he's, he's no up use. to he's no, no good. Use. I don't yeah. think he's Mephisto. I'm, I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna take that back now. I'm okay. gonna, I, I, I. I don't think it's Mephisto anymore. Um, the level of panic he shows trying to escape from the 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 hex is yeah. He's like, get me out of here! I don't like it. It's yeah, no good. it's no good. That's very scary. But Michael, we had a little discussion on whether Cat Dennings, because Darcy has been sucked inside the hex now, yeah. is Cat Dennings going to reprise her role as Max from Two Broke Girls and Benjamin? Up to last week, I would have said, no, that's ridiculous. There's no chance they'll ever do that. But everything that we said, no, that's ridiculous. They've no, there's no chance they'll ever do that, is exactly what has happened. So I am now willing to put 20 euro bet. I will do a 20 euro bet with you that Darcy will be playing Max next week. I feel like I've just lost 20 euro. But um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because it would fit perfectly as well. It would be the 2010s. And we yeah. know that there's one more show jump. Yeah. We it's know weird. that there's one left in the tank. Um, and we, we've guessed it from the, the trailer. Spoilers again, if you don't want that spoiled, but it's going to be a modern family riff. Cause it's going to be modern family, yeah. Um, but there's no reason that they can't go into a diner at some point and, and come through that kind of thing. I mean, it's very interesting. Very um, interesting. Like, I mean, all the all the sword people who were in the thing got changed into other things and they got changed into a circus clown and stuff. Very easy for her to just be changed into a waitress. Yeah, no no problem at all. Now, Michael, one of the things, and this is a, this is a bananas theory, right? This is a bananas yeah. theory, Michael, but I'm going to do it anyway. Go on. Um, two things that I really loved about this episode. Number one, the sheer creep factor. The audacity. Um, so there's a moment where Vision is is moving through the crowds, mm-hmm. uh, and it's slowly getting quieter and quieter in the town of Westview, and people are frozen because she obviously can't extend her power all of the time to animate these people through mind control. Um, but the soundtrack never stops. The Malcolm in the Middle kind of jaunty soundtrack keeps going while Vision is moving through frankly a, a nightmare scenario hellscape um, a real hellscape where everybody's frozen and it's it's fascinating the other thing that i loved is we find out that monica rambeau is has been infected by the hex she's she's been hexified in some way her blood work is changing michael is this how they're segueing 
mutants into the MCU? Is this kind of the origin level of genetic mutation? Possibly, possibly, possibly. I'm or very is, curious. Is the, is the hex going to spread across the entire world? And then that gives them a nice little soft reboot of everything. I mean, that's entirely possible, Michael. But for, further than that, let's say the hex does spread across the world and is then somehow fixed. We know... Yeah that fixing the hex or removing something from the hex doesn't remove the genetic alteration. So is yeah, that how back. some people end up genetically modified? I mean, Possibly. Michael, could this Possibly. be mm, the little the little sprinklings of the, the mutants entering the universe? Delicious, delicious, Ben. It's delicious. There's oh, so much going on. So much going Benjamin, on, Michael. Did you like when the kids got their powers? I like that. Uh, Michael, so entertaining. So entertaining. Very good. We were right Benjamin. right off the bat, Michael. You called it weeks ago. Billy and Tommy were not just casual fan service. It's actually Billy and Tommy. They're Billy and Tommy. Yeah. Benjamin, did you notice that when uh, Evan Peters ran off, he said, kick ass. And then Scarlet Witch <laughs> repeated, kick ass. Very yeah, good. So many. Because Evan Peters was in kick ass, Ben. No, no, it's the other way around, Michael. No, Evan Peters was also in Kick-Ass. Oh, was he? Okay, that's <laughs> yes. very... So Aaron Taylor-Johnson, for people that don't know, was the main star of Kick-Ass. Um, yeah. The movie. And oh, Michael, so Evan much Peters going on. Evan Peters friend in Kick-Ass. So much going on, Ben. It's crazy. It's uh, mad shit. It's and mad. in Kick-Ass, they both look the same. They've got the same hair and everything. It's bizarre. There's so much going on, Ben. And they knew, Ben. They knew us fans would notice that. Yeah. Yeah. And all they did was throw in a little line of her repeating Kick-Ass. Oh, it's insane. It's insane. My favourite line in the whole thing, Ben, was the, the flashback, the Malcolm in the Middle-esque flashback to Sokovia. Yeah. And she said, that's not exactly how I remember that. And he just casually says, well, you've repressed a lot of the trauma. <laughs> that's insane, isn't it? Like, and it's, so good. it's just so casual. And it's like, you are acting the mick. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I mean, I'm here for it. I, I also like the non-judgmental part. Um, mm. You know, the part where he's like, yeah, no, it's fine, though. I mean, why not? Why not make life better? Why Why not do that? My my curiosity, Michael, we got that super creepy effect as well where we got to see zombie Pietro. Yes. Um, my question is, who brought Pietro back? Because I don't think I don't it know was Wanda. Was it, um, was it Mephisto? I, I mean, I still think your Mephisto theory probably holds a lot of water. Um, I don't. But, I ah, Michael, there has to be one more little event. We've only got two episodes left, Michael. Three, um, I think. Is it is it nine or eight? Nine. Oh, it's nine. So we've three episodes left. Loads left. Yeah. So we might get two yeah. more comedy jumps, Michael. Who's to say? I don't think so, Ben. Uh, uh, rumor Mill says three episodes of an hour each. Oh, that's and, a lot. Yeah. And then the last, this next episode will be the last sitcom episode and it will see the complete breakdown of the world. And then mm. the final two episodes will be like an MCU action movie. Interesting. I can't wait to see Paul Bethany as Ty Burrell as Phil Dunphy. I, I think Paul Bethany's going to have a lot of fun with that. Oh, right. I did. Is, um, is that Tyrell's character name in modern time? Um, yeah, it's Phil Dunphy. Um, okay. I think Vision is going to get a hard reset for the first 30 minutes of the episode and then it'll slowly come back to him. Mm. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My wife. <laughs> my my wife um, is kind of insane. Also, so nice to see the, the famous Scarlet Witch costume. Yeah. Um, and Quicksilver and Vision. It was great. I'm a Sokovian fortune teller. Ba-dum-bum. The questions, Ben. The 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 chutzpah, the 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 audacity of this show. 
Yeah, what I think show. that brings an end to this segment, Ben. This weekly segment called The Audacity. Ooh, one more one more nice little nod that I really enjoyed. Ag- uh, Agnes Harkness wearing a, a witch's hat because she's, she's a witch. wearing a little witch's hat because she's a witch. Or is she? Or isn't she? Or I don't think she isn't. Well, who's to say, Michael? Three more episodes. Anyway, ben. that brings our weekly episode, The Audacity. The Audacity. To a close. <laughs> ben, it shares so much with that pitch we did for Moon Knight years ago. In in the in the reality warping kind of in the existing in four or five different styles of television, yeah. So in in the sense that they stole our idea from our podcast and went. No, no, I don't think so, Ben. I don't yeah. think so. I don't think they even listened to it. But uh, yeah, it's even more audacious, Ben, because when we did the Moon Knight one, we had the the four different genres of TV kind of interspersing and mixing around. But this, they just did sitcoms, Ben. The first three episodes were just sitcoms. Remember, yeah. it was bad, mad. 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 Anyway, anyway, moving on. Moving on, Ben. What are we talking about this week? Uh, well, Michael, this week we're we're touching on that age-old thing, which will eventually happen to both of us, Michael. One of us um, will turn away from this and betray the other. Um, oh, good. In in the topic of the week, which is friends become enemies. Oh, are you talking about the podcast Words That Burn, Ben? <laughs> words That Burn, whereupon I take off on my career as a world-famous poem World-famous poem guy. <laughs> world-famous Poem guy. Poem That's guy. He's always, doing, he's always talking about poems. Always talking about poems. That's all he does. He doesn't write them or do www.words.burnpodcast.com. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, so that's going to be our topic for the week, Michael. And, and you got us thinking, you know, about all the times that our, our hero was betrayed or let yeah, down. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, by, by someone they counted as a chum. Oh, classic. Someone they counted as a chum. So I'm, well, do, would you like to start, Michael? Okay, I'll start, Ben, because I think we can start with something very relevant to the start of this week's podcast, which was the character of Cordelia. Yes, Charisma Carpenter. Now, Ben, a lot of people would say that Cordelia got done dirty. She got done dirty, Michael. She I would got say done that. very dirty, Ben, because she uh, was one of the most popular supporting characters in Buffy. Yes. And she started as a vapid and mean uh, cheerleader. Also, yes. Who ended up showing a surprising amount of bravery and uh, realism and kind of joined the Buffy squad, the Scooby gang bed. Michael, you'll forgive my ignorance here because I've never understood that transition of character. How did that come about? Mostly happenstance, Ben. She happened to get caught up in a couple of uh, adventures with them and then became the kind of voice of reason, the one sitting at the table who disagreed with Buffy's plan and said it was going to get them all killed. Okay. Um, I mean, realistically, it, there were a few episodes where it didn't make sense for her to be involved. Okay. But she just kind of showed up anyway. But oh, nice. her, she had one of the best arcs in the whole Buffyverse, Ben, because then she went off to LA to try and become an actress, which was out of character for her. But, you know, when, when characters change shows, they sometimes also change motivations. Yes, it's important, Michael. And she went off to try and become a famous actress, Ben, and she fell in with Angel. Oh, yeah. And she... She went from a vapid, self-centered teenage cheerleader who was into fashion and beauty and was mean. And she, in a short four years, became a strong, confident 30-year-old woman who fought the good fight on the side of good and was very noble and self-sacrificing and was probably the best character on the show for a good while. Good. Then, it. We love to see it. It's character development, Ben. It's progress. Mm. Angel... One of the strongest things about the show Angel was its development of three fairly one-note characters from Buffy. 
Okay. Angel, who was just a handsome, brooding, jerky man. Irishman, apparently. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, Cordelia, who was a bimbo and a coward and self-serving. And Wesley, who was a bumbling, incompetent, how Giles could have gone wrong example. Okay. And it turned all three of them into strong, developed, interesting characters. That's nice. Yeah, but then Charisma Carpenter made the mistake of getting on the wrong side of Joss Whedon. Dun, dun, dun. And she decided she wanted to have a family and get pregnant and live her own life to some degree. And that's okay. And you're, not, you're not allowed to do that in Hollywood, Ben. No, because you have to make money for the show, Michael. Yeah, so she was, I think, pregnant, Ben. So they decided to write her pregnancy and weight gain and needing of time off into the show. Okay, fair. So Cordelia ascended to a higher being, Ben. Because oh. she committed oh. so many acts of pure good, she was kind of chosen as the representation of humanity on the higher plane. Stretch? Okay. Yeah, it was a bit of a stretch. But, Ben, it turned out to be a trip, a trick. Oh, no! And it was a trick by one of the higher... One of the powers that be, Ben. Yeah. And one of the powers that be, that was evil. <gasps> Dun, and it hitched. Hang on, you have to let me have my dramatic response. Oh, sorry, 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 Ben. Sorry, it, it hitchhiked back to Earth in Cordelia's body, <gasps> and mind controlled her, Ben. So we thought it was Cordelia for season four, but it actually wasn't. It was Jasmine. Oh, the evil, nameless powers that be. <gasps> so it turns out that everything creepy and horrible that Cordelia did—that um, basically. Uh, assassinated her character development of the previous eight years was because she was possessed by an evil spirit from the higher planes. That sounds like terrible writing. Yes, it was very bad writing, Ben. Mm. She uh, she began an affair with Angel's son, who uh. she was kind of a mother to in season three. Uh. And a betrayal of Angel, who she never actually really uh, solidified their romance. That was always kind of developing. And that whole plot was just shut down and replaced with her having a creepy affair with a 17-year-old, getting pregnant, giving birth to herself. What? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the evil being that possessed her wanted to have sex with Connor, who was born from two vampires. Okay. And then he, he, she seduces him. Cordelia has sex with him. Okay. She becomes pregnant. Uh-huh. The pregnancy develops in like a couple of hours. Oh. Notably, Ben, this was the second time that Charisma Carpenter was pregnant in in Angel. She was always getting impregnated with gross stuff in Angel. And um, yeah, the baby is born. Okay. And the baby that's born is the the thing that parasited into her. Played by a friend of Joss Whedon, Gina Torres. Oh, Gina Torres. Yeah, from Out of Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the big bad of season four essentially was Cordelia until she gave birth to the thing that was possessing her in an awful character assassination. But don't worry, Ben. Cordelia then falls into a coma. Oh. Yeah, and is just uh, kept off screen for the remainder of the season. Oh, she's fridged. Okay, cool. (laughs) But then, Ben, don't worry. She comes back for a kind of redemption episode and it's almost okay. Almost. Almost, okay. Just but then barely. she dies off screen of a, of a coma that she never wakes up from. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, that gross and horrible. awful, Michael. That just it's sounds... awful. It's one, it's one of the biggest character assassinations. It's a, it's a good example of the trope of friends becoming enemies 
done very badly. Done soups badly. Yes. Yeah. Soups off, badly. An off-screen impregnation with an evil spirit mm. that causes her to betray her friends and family and become awful. It's no good. Yeah, no it good. Very bad no example. no good. Um, very bad example. I... Michael, this this came to me out of the blue when I when I was but a young lad, Michael. Yes, I last watched, year. I watched, but last year, um, when I was twelve, I watched yes. many many movies, especially around the Christmas time and things like that. And at the Christmas, one of the movies that I watched was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Now I love yes. me some Indiana Jones. Is yeah, it problematic in the modern era? Are too many women slapped around on occasion or treated a bit roughly? Yeah, sure. But look, it's nostalgia. We're going to have to go with it. <laughs> Sometimes you like to think back to the bad old times, Ben, and you, and you really enjoy it. <laughs> you really enjoy it. It ain't so bad. Um, but anyway, one of the greatest betrayals to my little 10-year-old, 11-year-old heart yes. was the character of Dr. Elsa Schneider. Okay. Right. Never heard of her. You definitely have. But anyway. Dr. This Elsa is from Schneider. Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Last Crusade. Yes, the Temple of the Last Crusade, part two right. arc. Um, okay. Yeah. So what happens is Indiana Jones' father goes missing, Sean Connery. Yes. Sean, Sean Connery. Henry yeah. Jr. He goes Henry missing. Senior? Uh, Henry Sr. Henry Sr. Yeah. And he goes missing. And what happens is Indiana tracks down his old uh, assistant, his, his his working buddy. And that's Dr. Elsa Schneider. And Michael, let me tell you. Let yes. me tell you. Who? Yeah. Who? What is a she woman. she a very sexy lady, Ben? She's a very sexy lady. Tall, blonde, elegant, super intelligent. Oh. Okay. She's a match for Indy. She enjoys yeah. a bit of research. She enjoys a bit of tracking down the archaeological mysteries. And it's, yeah. it's perfection, Michael. Does she like poems, Ben? She lo- I'd, I'd say she probably loves a poem, Michael. Yeah. Has she ever listened to the podcast Words That Burn podcast? If it had been around back then, she probably would have listened. It's, it's available on Spotify. To the eminent podcast Words That Burn, a podcast yeah. about poetry. Yeah. Um, she probably would have listened to that. But Michael, right in the in the, the climax of the scene, right? Yeah. Coming yeah. up to the end of it. Look, Indiana Jones is in a situation. There are some Nazis. Yeah. It's not fucking great. No. Okay. Is Gina Carano there? But it, Gina Carano's. <laughs> that was very good. Just um, pointing out that they're bad. But Michael, the ultimate kick in the teeth yeah. is that it turns out that Dr. Elsa Schneider is working with the Nazis the whole time. I knew it! So they've made love. They've bonded oh, no. over a love of old things. Yeah. Including India Henry Henry Senior because he also slept with uh, Elsa Schneider. That's a very quick throwaway joke in Indiana oh. Jones Three in the mm. Last Crusade. And he says, "How'd you know she was a Nazi?" And <laughs> Sean Connery turns around and says, "She talks in her sleep." Oh. Um, and then Indiana Jones is like, oh, "Wait, wait, what? How do you know she talks?" Uh, Michael, very throwaway joke, very strange, very very eighties. Very 80s. So anyway, um, that for me, Michael, was like a mind-blowing moment. I was like, no, 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 no. She's a good character, though. And I kept mm. saying to myself, oh, she has to come back to the side of good. She has to. She never does, Michael. She never does. And my poor little mind was just like, no. 
It but was, she's a sexy lady. But she's a sexy lady. <laughs> They're always good. Pretty women are always good. Except Gina Carano. <laughs> Except Gina Carano. Apparently just a bit stupid. A bit dumb. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. So judging by the conversation we've just had there, you have never seen a James Bond film. <laughs> I have also seen several James Bond films where that's pretty much the trope. They could probably rename... Most of those movies to James Bond and the false ally. <laughs> yeah, James Bond and watch out for one of the two sexy ladies. <laughs> one of them is going to be evil. One of them is going to die. Yeah, James Bond and the shell game. Which one yeah. is the trustworthy ally under? Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much the trope, Michael. But I remember I had another formative experience, Michael, with, with Goldeneye. Goldeneye, yes, I've played it on the N64. On the N64, very, very famously. And this is probably the thing that pigeonholed Sean Bean for the rest of his career. Um, But basically, in Goldeneye, our opening scene is about two agents and they have a strong strong bond. (laughs) And poor James Bond watches him die. And it's a huge tragedy for James Bond because his old pal Sean Bean, who's conveniently never mentioned in another movie, um, yeah. Up to that, but their firm friends um, yeah. dies in a, a an explosion, and it's kind of mm-hmm. game over. But then, Michael, at the end of the movie, dun, 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 yes, it was Alec Trevelyan all along. Yeah, he came and he took all the corn or now, bought the corn. I'm in not fairness, sure. There wasn't an Irish person that watched that movie and went, "Oh, he's a prick," <laughs> because we heard that second name and went, "Nah, he's dodgy." He's, He's got to be no use. He's got to be no use. But that kind of started Sean Bean's long career at this point of being the guy that kind of lets everybody down. We had no Boromir. <laughs> yeah. We had, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head, but it happens a lot where Sean Bean is like, oh, you thought I was a goodie, but I'm a baddie. Oh, I'm, Ronan. I'm one Ronan. of the Also in Ronan. He's just a bit of a cat. Ronan, the assassin film? The assassin film with Robert De Niro. Benjamin, speaking of kind of like super soldiers who have a best friend who is with them in their early adventures and then dies in an explosion and comes back many years later. Smooth have you ever se- Thank you very much. Have you ever seen the film Captain America, the Civil, the, the Winter Soldier? The Civil Soldier. Um... Captain America, the Civil Service. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think I'm going to be able to sign that up for you there. I'll just have to, I'll have to look up, uh, I'll call one of my supervisors there and then um, about eight weeks. Yeah, we should get back to you in about six to eight weeks. It's probably going to be eight. Yeah, won't be lie to you. You do, yeah, won't lie to you. Um, so anyway, um, so yeah, Steve, Steve. That joke was no use, Ben. I'm going to edit that joke out. <laughs> no, that joke was no don't. use whatsoever. It's gone. It's, gone. it's it gone. It's gone. Stays in. It's stays it's gone from in. the podcast. It went nowhere. It stays in. Um, Unlike the so movie Captain America Steve the Civil Rogers, War. Steve Rogers, Michael, has a deep, yes. dark secret in his shining military past. What is it? And that's that he left a goddamn soldier behind. You never leave a man behind, Ben. It was the best damn man he knew. There's only one situation where you leave a man behind, and that's if that man posts a tweet comparing something to Nazis. In which case, God damn it, get the hell out of here. <laughs> leave I that hope- man behind as quickly as you can. I hope you fall off a precariously placed train line at high speed. Um- yeah. Bad <laughs> rail design. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Not the best engineering decision. Oh, uh, so I, w- w- before I do a frankly offensive German accent, was that yes. scene set in Germany? I think it was, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're going to build the the train track right at the side of the cliff. 
Uh, yeah, and no, bridge <laughs> with no supports. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just it's going to be very safe. Don't 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 the trains move at a high speed? Yeah, but it's no problem. Don't worry about it. Um, he fell in the water, Ben. And he got captured by Nazis. Benjamin, <laughs> did you feel he got captured by Nazis and then handed over to Hydra? I think. I oh think, no, Nazis were Hydra. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Nazis were Hydra, and then they kind of jumped around a little bit. And for some reason, yeah. he ended up with the Ruskies. Yeah, with the Russians. But still also Hydra, I think. But still also Hydra. Hydra Russians. Yeah, very confusing. Yeah, I mean, they're very different political systems, but that doesn't matter, Ben. But the, Hydra's hi- the uniting fascist force, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, so- the, the socialist communists weren't fascists. But look, that doesn't matter, Ben. Hydra is with the baddies, whoever the baddies may be, be they the Nazis, be they the communists, be they Gina Garano, you know that Hydra will be there in bed with them. <laughs> Benjamin, so what was I saying? Did you feel that the the kind of spin and excitement and twist of Bucky being Captain America's best friend was um, lessened by how bloody obvious it all was? See, I, I'm not sure, Michael, if this is a classic. It was spoiled for us because we've read the comics. Mm. Or um, other people might not have gotten it as quickly. I, I mean, I think it was fairly obvious, Michael, that it was... Uh, Sebastian Stan yes because it kept time. saying Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier yeah so I think we probably lost that one but I don't think it took away from it I enjoyed watching Steve Rogers try to be like god damn it Buck come back to me um, yeah I, I think the tension was still there I think it's a really good example of how to do that well like I think it's fair to say that Captain America the Winter Soldier is one of the best MCU films if not the best Ben if not the best it's just very, very good. It also introduces to the Russo brothers. Yeah. And look what they went eggs. on and did. Huh? They, they, they did some good work. They did some damn fine work. But yeah. To be honest, Ben, I was throwing you a bit of a softball there because on, I don't it. agree with what I said there. I, I actually think it's not really a twist. It's blindingly obvious to us. And it's only really a twist to Captain America himself when he finds out. Yeah, because he was like, well, Buck's dead. Bucky's dead. That's not Bucky. Did you say Bucky? Don't say Bucky to me. I'll freeze up and become useless. Because I love my Bucky. He does. He definitely loves him, Ben. So there's an extra kind of romance moment there where he loves him up until the point where he can travel back in time and be with a woman. Um, and then he's like, yeah, oh, fuck so you, like, Buck. Fuck um, you, Bucky. I'm out. Did you ever see Peggy Carter from the 40s? Him. He loves him and commits to him and says, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find you a new life the way I found a new life in this 21st century. And then yeah, the uh, second he's it. like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Peggy Carter. <laughs> Buck, you're on your own. You're on your own. From what, I re- from what I remember, she was very attractive. I mean, I only knew her for about a week. A but- week and a half at best. Um, num, num, num. But I'm heading back. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know this great new life I've kind of built myself in the 21st century? Boy, I sure do miss the 40s. Um, yeah. I Bucky should have been like, well, maybe that'll be a plot point in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Ben, which had a new trailer this week that we forgot that to talk about. we never about. talked about, Michael. That also occurred to me while we were discussing this. Sharon Jones is back. <laughs> Sharon Carter. Uh, Sharon Carter's back. Sharon Jones is <laughs> yeah. not back. Sadly, passed away um, in 2016. But um, Sharon Carter is back. What's she doing, Benjamin? I have one last. Uh, we're running low on time, so Go I have on, one last uh, friends. Friends become enemies. Ben, do you remember the awful early 2000s Canadian-American science fiction collaboration Andromeda, starring real fucking bag of shit, Kevin Zorbo? <laughs> Kevin Zorbo. Speaking of tweets. 
Oh, like, there's a fucking donkey and a half. He, he's a real fucking bag of plums. He's Gina Carano turned up to 11. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking tool. How is he not cancelled? I suppose he cancelled himself ca- he by cancelled being himself. shit at acting. All he does is Christian movies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Lucy Lawless making fun of him on Twitter? Oh, it's great. She's brilliant. Lucy Lawless, she's an icon. Anyway, you know Ben. he maintains um, that Hercules is somehow better than Xena Warrior yeah, Princess. Yeah, that's like all the mad shit that he says, Ben. That's what truly proves that he's disconnected <laughs> with reality. <laughs> what was I saying? Anyway. Andromeda starring no Andromeda, Nazi yes, yes, yes. So um, he's a real bag of shit. But um, in that, Ben, it had a real 90s motley crew, like that dream text I sent you the other day. Oh, that was good, wasn't it? Check that out on yes. the Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. So they had Dylan Harper, the sexy cap- captain, and they had Becca Valentine, the scrappy, mercenary, sexy lady captain, and they had Romy, the cool and uh, calculating and emotionless android, and they had Seamus Harper, the scrappy Irish engineer, and Was they he had... From uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he might have been from Boston, but his name is Seamus Harper. And they had Rev Bem, the alien. Oh, the, yeah, nice. Kind of the, the zen-like alien who struggled with his inner nature. And they had, who I always thought at the time was the most interesting character, they had Tyr Anasazi. Who is? He's a Nietzschean. And in the world of Andromeda, Ben, Nietzscheans are genetically engineered superhumans who became a split-off from humanity and developed their own society with their own morals based on Nietzsche. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's a somewhat interesting concept, Ben. Mm. And the very interesting thing about Tyr was Tyr was very much the token tough guy alien character from that era. Okay. I'll I'll see your Teal'c from Stargate SG-1. Who I just I'll found s- out Michael voices is Kratos in God of War. Yeah, Christopher Judge. He's great. Um, I'll, see, I'll, I'll see your Christopher Judge as Teal'c and I'll raise you... Uh, what was the hell was his name? I, it was in my Worf? head until you... No, uh, Worf. Yeah, I mean, they're all Worf. They're, they're all, all essentially Worf. Yeah. Um, there's... Uh, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Yeah, that guy. Not Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. What's Aquaman's real name? Jason Momomo. Jason Momomo in Stargate Atlantis, <laughs> where he played... I've forgotten his name. It was Teal. in my head two seconds ago. He played Teal'c. <laughs> No, he no. That was Christopher Judge, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. Jason Momoa played Teal'c in Stargate Atlantis. But Jason Momoa played a very similar character as well, a kind Aquilk. of <laughs> uh, a, a, char- uh, a character with a different set of morals, and he was the tough guy. And you know, he's he's that character. Yeah, he's. Uh, the, what's the guy from Firefly? Jane. Jane. Yeah. Yeah, that character. But imagine if Jane came from a different society. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's the that's the difference about Jane. Jane is very he's much human, one of yeah. them. Yeah, he's. But these are all something else. Not not necessarily not human, but just some different culture of human. In the case of Christopher Judge, a human with eyeshadow. Yes, and a funny thing on his head. But Tyr, the interesting thing about Tyr, Ben, was that Tyr was always in it for himself. Okay. And he was very upfront about it that, like, he's here because it just so happens that what's good for the Andromeda is good for Tyr. Okay, fair. And if ever a situation comes up where what's good for the Andromeda isn't good for Tyr, then they'll have a problem. Okay. And amazingly, of all of these kind of genre of shows that introduce a character like that, they stuck to their guns. <laughs> and... 
unlike almost every other character like that, unlike almost every other tough guy outsider character, he never fully integrated into the crew. And his story ends with him betraying them and in a firefight and they kill him. Wow. In season four. Didn't see that coming. No. And it it always stuck out to me as one of the most surprising friends becoming enemies and dying. Because it wasn't temporary. It wasn't some sort of madness. It wasn't something that they could come back from. And it wasn't a sudden change in his character. Yeah, it was just a dickhead decision. It, well, he was a dick. And he all, we always knew he was a dick and he was always going to be a baddie and then he was a baddie and they killed him. Nice. Spectacular. Terrible nice. show. Terrible I mean, show. No look, good. I'd say Kevin Sorbo's turn to Nazism is probably more shocking than that plotline. Uh, oh, now you're comparing people to Nazis. You yep. want to be careful of that, just, Ben. You might get cancelled. Join you us might next get week canceled. on Michael's Weekly Witch Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael and nobody's podcast. <laughs> uh, I just got cancelled and dropped from my talent agency show. i got Kim Cattrall on here. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, is that it for this week then? I think that's it, Ben. I that's think that's it. it. Well, look, think ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, join us next week. We'll be joined by a very lovely guest. Uh, oh, really? Is that next week? 21st. Uh, yep. It's Dr. Stephen J. Cadwell will be joining us to talk about all things shapeshifter. Um, so, what we want from you, ladies and gentlemen, is all your favorite shapeshifters from movies, TVs, comics, mm. wherever mm. you have a bloody shapeshifter, myths, wherever legends, they are. whatever you like. Yeah, whatever you like. Give us a shout because we'll be talking all about them next week uh, with an eminent scholar. So, mm. ladies and gentlemen, if you want to send us those suggestions, you can get in touch in the following places. We're on the interwebs at www.showandreview.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com It means touch. Oh, fucking hell. It means tiny room in Irish. Don't you step over my bloody spelling. <laughs> Very important. It hasn't been updated in months, Ben. Someone should fix it. <laughs> I mean, Me, I guess. You're the website guy. I'm the Instagram guy. Oh, That's I better fix it then. Uh, you can also it. find us on the more frequently updated Instagram. Sean Rebeau, gets E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. It still kind of means tiny room in Irish. Yep. Um, or you can just... I don't know, shout outside your house and see if we can. Email, Ben, email. Uh, Yeah, you can email us at michaelandbenjaminspodcast at gmail.com. We love getting an email. Not as consistent as uh, the rest of our branding, but still, it's there. We love getting it. We love getting it. We love getting it. So uh, do send us an email. That's it from us this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm off to uh, deactivate my Twitter account because apparently it's just getting people into trouble these days. Bye. Just cancel that Twitter. Just get off it. It's no use. It's no good for you. No use. <laughs> it's no use. Get off there. Get on Bumble. <laughs>